With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sit back, relax, and zone out on your drive home. Pun intended. Now back to In the Zone. Welcome back to In the Zone right here on FM 96.9 The Game. We are joined now by the one and only Nick Whalen, his first appearance in 2024. I think I might just do that for every guest that joins the show. But you can find him over at rotowire.com, all part of their fantasy basketball podcast. A load of NFL content as well. Nick, a do-it-all kind of guy. Nick, a happy new year to you. Uh Larry David says that today is the last day that we can say that. So I'm glad we were able to fit it in with your visit. No question, man. Uh, we're kicking off what should be a big 2024. I mean, we could see the Magic win the finals. The Jags could win the Super go. Bowl in a matter of weeks here. Uh, looking forward to to diving in. I, I know we, we usually do a nice job of kind of bouncing back and forth between the NBA and the NFL, and it's certainly a good time to do that. Yeah, uh, best time of year for it, arguably. I, I do want you to chime in on a debate that has nothing to do with the NBA or the NFL first. Uh, it was okay. something that popped up yesterday. We were talking about the the um, Pop-Tarts Bowl, which really took the city and I think the country by storm with the giant human-sized Pop-Tart that went into the toaster and then came out the other side. And I was talking about this yesterday and and how amazing the strawberry Pop-Tart is. And my co-host and producer, Tyler, said that it's the worst flavor of Pop-Tart, which just blew my mind. And we've been in an argument about it ever since. So I'll ask you... What is the best flavor of Pop-Tart, and where does strawberry rank in the hierarchy? Okay, so I'm going to be honest. I've probably had fewer than 10 Pop-Tarts in my whole life, maybe fewer than five. I'm not like a Pop-Tart guy. Packs or total? Because it comes in packs right. of two. Right. I, I'm talking total Pop-Tarts. I, I don't think I've ever actually eaten a whole pack of Pop-Tarts. Um, I was more of a cereal loyalist. Uh, during my early days and you know now I'm, I'm just kind of more of a coffee for breakfast guy so I'm not the right person to answer this question however I'm with your producer on this one I am not a fan of mixing fruit with like breading or chocolate or anything like that like I love fruit I love all those other things separately I, I will always take you know, like I think the few pop tarts that I've had the chocolate chip cookie ones are my favorite you know just the straight up chocolate ones those are fine um, I'm not trying to get fruit involved in something like that. Fruit, you know, separation of church and state, you know, when it comes to uh, wow. when it comes to fruit. I, I don't like chocolate-covered strawberries, anything like that. Uh, well, I don't know what is happening. Everybody I talk to now doesn't like this. There's like a war on strawberry Pop-Tarts. I've got to look yeah. into this further. Uh, but we'll, we'll table that for now. Our Orlando Magics have been uh, – they've been slipping a little bit as of late. They've lost seven of their last ten. If you could quick fix this roster – like give give us sort of an outsider's perspective on how you would give the magic a facelift with the trade deadline coming up, if that's the way that you want to mm-hmm. utilize a facelift for the team. Yeah, I think it depends what your expectations are 
for the Orlando Magic, right? Because I think they got off to such a great start. Yeah, you know, they're up to number two in the East for a while. And, you know, now it feels like things are moving in the wrong direction. But you're 34 games into the season and, you know, you're sitting at five games over 500 in a year where there's a decent amount of parity, right? Like, it's, it's not like sitting at 19 and 14 is a bad year by any means. That still gets you, you know, tied for the four spot in the Eastern Conference. So I, I think it's easy to look at the last couple of weeks and, and feel like, uh, you know, the team is kind of trending downward. But I think overall, if you take take what's happened so far holistically, it's still a really successful season for the Magic. I think they have some interesting decisions to make as far as, okay, you know, what are our goals for this season? You know, do we make a win-now trade? Is that something that makes sense for us this year? Is there anything we can really do to realistically compete with teams like Boston and Milwaukee and, and Philly? Is it enough to just make the playoffs? Is it enough to just make the second round? So those are all... Those are all questions that I think dictate where Orlando goes from here. You know, in terms of what they need, they they could go in any direction, right? To me, center is still a need. I know you have three guys who have all given you varying degrees of decent minutes, but I I don't know that a Gogan Batadze, Wendell Carter, Mo Wagner center rotation is necessarily what you want. I think getting more of a a one true guy in there instead of kind of just riding the hot hand uh, and, and Wendell Carter just kind of looking like that's never going to be him right now. Uh, that to me is the first issue I would address. There's still a team that that has some depth troubles as well, especially when you know Joe Ingles has been banged up. You know Chumo Kiki looks like he might be out of the league in a year. Jonathan Isaac is still banged up. Like they have names, but they don't have a ton of reliable depth. And you know I, I also still think you need to figure out the Markel Fultz situation. I know he was, I believe he was a game time call going into last night. Ended up being ruled out. You know we'll see. Uh, but not having him has been big. It's been huge, and you know it's forced somebody like Anthony Black. Uh, to, to play more minutes of late. And, you know, I, I like what I see from him every now and then, but I don't think Anthony Black is necessarily helping you win games right now. He, this is supposed to be a developmental year for him. And, you know, by virtue of Markel Fultz not being available, all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're handing minutes to guys who might not be ready for that. Yeah, it's funny. I say quick fix. You just uh, it, just quick fix the roster. You just revamped the entire the, the entire rotation. Everybody well, across the board. We left it's, Franz it's and Paolo. Everybody else needs to uh, some retooling. Well, not necessarily. You know, it's just you got to be realistic here, right? I mean, I, I think it goes like, are you trying to win the finals this season? Well, in that case, then you got to go and you got to trade for somebody big. If you're just trying to kind of develop this thing on the fly, like obviously Franz and Paolo, they look like they're going to be a hell of a duo going forward. Jalen Suggs has taken a huge step forward. I was very concerned about where Jalen Suggs' career was heading after these last couple of years, and he's improved in every area that he needed to improve this season, especially the efficiency to become a much better shooter. I mean, if you get 45% for the field for Jalen Suggs is fantastic. The problem is I, I just don't love the depth outside of those, those three guys. I mean, who do people in Orlando want? You know, has there been Zach Levine chatter? Does that make sense? Uh, there was a little bit of chatter when that first popped up that he was uh, unsettled with his role in Chicago, yeah. but that mostly got shot down. I think people just want reliable three point shooting. And sure. keeping things realistic, no, I don't even think via trade anybody has title aspirations, but uh, you just want to see this team get to the playoffs, and you would love if they were able yeah. to advance to the second round. That's the it, This year, that is the dream scenario, is just yeah. winning a playoff series. Uh, but you got to make it to the playoffs first. Right. Need some reliable shooting. Uh, but I agree. Paolo, Franz, and Jalen, it, it does feel like you're starting to get the – the framework of the untouchables, and then you rework around those guys. We're talking to Nick Whalen from rotowire.com. Uh, some NBA chatter. I'll wrap with some NFL stuff as well. OG Ananobi to the Knicks. 
Are the Raptors the clear winner winner here in this deal? It's the way that I see it. You and I talked about it on the NBA pod uh, via Rotowire today. Is that the way that you see it, or do you see it differently that the Raptors won the trade? I think I think there's a better chance long term that the Raptors won the trade. I view this as a pretty fair deal for both sides, and and I say that as somebody who's always kind of been in the OG Ananobi is maybe a little overrated camp. I don't really think this pushes New York from second tier, you know, frisky team to all of a sudden a title contender. You know, I, I think you you lost enough depth in in Barrett and quickly that even though OG Ananobi might be more of your classic like winning type of player, and I think the type of player that they need, uh, especially when you have Julius Randle on that roster, like you can't have Randall and Barrett together. Those guys are too similar. Um, I know they're different positions, but they're two similar players overall. So I don't, I don't fault New York for making that move. I, I wonder two, three years from now, are we going to look back and say, man, I can't believe they just handed Emmanuel quickly to the Toronto Raptors. Like that's the piece that I'd be most concerned about giving up. If I'm the New York Knicks, like RJ Barrett, I think I've always been a little bit higher on him than most, you know, he's been a disaster for fantasy, but He's somebody who's still really young, somebody who you kind of forget not that long ago. We, we, we viewed as a you know potential you know, perennial type of all-star. That's the type of prospect that he was. And I think a change of scenery, sending him back to Canada could be great for his career. But again, quickly is the guy that I, if I'm New York, I would love to be a fly on the wall for those negotiations because my guess is that they, they did not want to include him and were basically forced to if they wanted to get their hands on OG and Adobe. And uh, you know, what you just said about the magic, by the way, is is extremely correct. It's the three-point shooting that's probably, you know, if you pick like one category or one specific issue, I mean, they're 29th in the league in, in terms of three-point attempt rate. They're dead last at three-point percentage. Like, Emmanuel, quickly, that would be the guy that I'd be targeting. Like, that that type of player would be perfect in Orlando. Well, that, I have I had heard the quickly chatter, but I think that that, um, that, that, that subsides with him moving on to yeah. uh to the raptors because it seems like they're pretty excited about bringing him into the fold we saw okc take on boston last night a pretty epic showdown back and forth a uh, big comeback from boston that was thwarted shea gil just alexander was amazing yet again could you see a world where this is an nba finals preview is that realistic yes it is it is and you know, I'm usually of the belief that a team like OKC, you got to take your lumps. You, know, you got to do what every other young team has done and make a couple of runs, get thwarted by the the veteran team, and then you know eventually your turn, uh, you know, kind of kind of comes to fruition. But I think the way the Western Conference is breaking down, I don't know how you could look at this team and say no, you have no chance to make the NBA Finals. I mean, they're one game back of the one seed right now. The one seed is the Timberwolves. I don't I don't think I trust Minnesota any more or less than I do OKC. And, you know, Denver to me is still that team that you have to knock off, that you have to go through. Um, they, I, I expected them to, to look a little bit better than they have. You know, they get the benefit of the doubt. They played into late June. I, I think they're going to be just fine. But they lost a little bit of depth, and they're still kind of sorting through which of their young players is going to end up replacing that. We'll see if they have a move in them before the deadline. Once you get beyond Denver, it's like the Clippers, if they're fully healthy, yeah, that's a scary team. We've also said that for the last five years, and it's never happened. Uh, you know, the Lakers, the Suns, they have major, major issues. Those are teams that could get it together or they couldn't. I think Dallas is in that conversation as well. And then you get into some of those second, third tier teams like Sacramento, New Orleans. I think maybe even Golden State's in that conversation right now. And you're like, I just like the Thunder straight up. I think they have a better roster than those teams do. So absolutely. At 23 and 9, they've won five straight games. They've beaten the Nuggets and the Celtics in two of their last three. They have one of the five best players in the NBA in Shea Gildas-Alexander. I think this is a team that that absolutely 
has to be considered a title contender at the very least. I'm not saying they're they're a lock to make the finals, but absolutely they're in that conversation. Yeah, yeah, I'd see it the same way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, we're going to wrap with an NFL question. I'll tee this one up. Just the AFC side of things. You're a Jags fan. I'm a Dolphins fan. This is a big Week 18 for both of our teams. What we know right now is that the Ravens have clinched the number one seed home field advantage first round by in the AFC. The Chiefs have clinched the AFC West and the Browns have clinched the five seed as a wild card team. How do you see the rest of this shaking out specifically with the win and win the division game with the Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills in Miami with Buffalo favored and then Jacksonville with an opportunity to beat the Titans and then they would secure the AFC South? Uh, in one word, I'm terrified for this Jaguars game. I think the Titans, they're, they're not a good team. They're, they're super banged up. They'll be without Jeffrey Simmons. We have no idea who's going to start at quarterback. And yet, I guarantee you this game is going to be close because that's just kind of how these teams operate when they play each other. Uh, so I, I th- you got to take the Jags to win. It sounds like Trevor Lawrence is trending in the right direction. They should win this game, but I think they'll find a way to make it ugly. I would probably take Tennessee to cover the five and a half right now. On the Miami side of things, it really comes down to injuries for me. Like I, I don't. I think we're a little, we're a little bit maybe swinging too far back in favor of Buffalo. I, I know they've they've won the games that they need to win. I don't think they've looked very good, especially on offense over the last few weeks. I mean, you barely squeak by a terrible Chargers team. You barely squeak by uh, the, the New England Patriots, and they, they hand you four turnovers. And you know, if they don't do that, I, I think the Bills might lose that game straight up. So I'm a little surprised that that Buffalo is a three point favorite. I understand the sentiment. It just kind of feels like that that wave of momentum. But I think Miami can find a way to hang around. I think last week's game just kind of got away from them. And you know, I don't I don't think they're like 30 points worse than the Baltimore Ravens. That was just kind of a bad spot where, where guys were banged up. But, you know, if, if they don't have Jalen Waddle back this week, I think that changes things. We'll see uh, on Raheem Mostert as well. I, I don't think you can really underrate how big of a deal it is for them to be missing, what, two of their four best offensive players. And then you, know, you also lose Bradley Chubb last week as well in addition to Jalen Phillips so all of those injuries probably push me toward Baltimore or toward Buffalo excuse me but uh, I, I think we get a pretty close game here I, I don't think Miami's just laying down you can join Nick Whalen and company on Sirius XM nightly on their fantasy network and make sure you follow the fantasy basketball podcast via Rotowire all sorts of goodies delivered there week to week rotowire.com is where you can find them thanks so much Nick I appreciate it anytime man more in the zone coming at you next with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.